Okay. Five, four, three, two, one. How's it going, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to the Old School, New School podcast. I am Will Charles Egan, and we have... Chris Meekins, how are you? Per usual, we love doing this. Yes. This is the highlight of the week. Um, this, is, this is our life. We, we have yeah. no <laughs> This is as good as it gets. We, we, have, get, <laughs> we get to talk about ourselves to ourselves. And be happy about <laughs> and it. And be great about it. It's like, we can do this for hours. Man, man, what are we going to talk about? Well, we could just talk about us and then whatever. <laughs> yeah. How, how's your job going? How's everything going? Well, it's good. I actually, recently, I was talking with uh, Boss Man. I have like three bosses. It's really weird. I have, technically, there are four bosses there. There's like the the manager of the whole, because it's a clubhouse. Okay. Uh, you know, it's like, there's one guy that's over the whole thing. Then there's a manager of the servers and then there's like an assistant manager and then there's a kitchen manager there's like too many but i was talking with the assistant server manager this is too many titles and i might get a promotion here soon oh wow yeah wow get chief cook and bottle washer (laughs) yeah i'll be the chief dishwasher (laughs) i might get uh a bit of a pay bump and moved up to a supervisor position and I, i just started there wow so yeah because they're like you're good at what you do i'm like i know how many people work there you and someone else (laughs) <laughs> yeah so there, there wasn't a lot of pickings they picked the best of I'm two i'm sorry all you people that are sympathetic to will mm. go how come he's so mean to him and then he comes back for more yeah no that's exactly how it happens yeah i get bullied you get bullied we do we do you you know why because we're willing to talk to anybody about anything yeah we don't care that's don't kind care. of our what you said superpower that's our superpower we really don't care what anybody thinks I don't care we talk to anybody about anything it's what i think about me no mm. no it's not but uh anyway so uh-huh. so the job's going well the, yeah. the the new home the new home's good so recently i just got a chair for my room got a chair wow big God. step in his life huge <laughs> we're gonna Move have a up. podcast on that <laughs> we'll get a chair in his room but it was like i was i was showing my friends around They're like wow this is nice um where do you sit i'm like what are you what where do you sit in your room? I'm like, oh, yeah. I guess I need a chair. I guess I need a chair. <laughs> so I bought a chair. A folding chair? No, it's like an, it's, it's just, it's a folding chair in the corner. It's yeah. got like ketchup stain on it. Yes. No, it's like a, it's like a nice armchair. It's, it's like a crappy one from Amazon. I put it together in like five minutes. It's good. It's like, it looks nice, but it's kind of cheap when you sit on it. It's comfortable. It just sits in the corner. And then I got like a little reading table next to it with a lamp. It's cozy. Wow. But I have my Murphy bed, which is, you know, one of those closet beds that disappears during the day. I actually didn't put it up when I go home. I'm going to have to probably do that. That's like my making the bed is I just put my bed up into my closet and it's super nice. So now I have like an open room. I got a chair and I have officially completed my room now. Okay. So the chair marks the last thing that really my room needs. And where do you do you, is is that where you write? Is it in your room? So I have I have like a reading corner in my room, but I do my writing in the office. So there's like a room one over. We both have a desk in there and a okay. chair, and it's where all the business happens. That's where it's. This is this is the writing corner. It's like your haircut. Mm-hmm. Business in the front. Party, party in, in the, the back. back. Exactly. That's exactly <laughs> right. Yeah. So I love it. You know because. I hear lots of psychological studies that are like you separate your workspace from your rest space from your hobby space because you don't want to do your homework in your bed because you'll associate that space with like stress and staying awake. Right. So you'll have a hard time sleeping there. So I 
separate that. And they tell people that work out of their home not to have their office in their bedroom because your bedroom is yes. for you and uh, mm-hmm. and rest and everything. Mm-hmm. And it represents, no, now it represents my office. Right. So you want to separate those spaces, make it so relaxing. you're laying in bed, you wake up in the middle of the night, you're like, ah, yes. I hate my uh, job. Uh, why am I waking up in a cold sweat every night? <laughs> Think I hear someone email me. At the yep. You've got mail. Do you remember that? I do. Actually, I remember that weirdly enough. Yeah. Yeah. So what's been what's been going on with you, Chris? What you so, been learning? So uh, uh, car wash. The, the car wash is going well. Nice. Uh, it's we're good to hear. supposed to close on the fifteenth. Ooh. Uh, everything's okay. looking good. So we'll we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I I don't know if did I ever say it on the on the podcast? You mentioned it before. Yeah. Yeah. So a friend of mine from Ohio and I are buying a car wash down here. Hollow. And, uh, and so uh, so it's. It, we're doing it. We, you know, I have to talk to myself. I'm retired. <laughs> I'm a retired firefighter. I've been uh-huh. doing real estate for 20 years. And we're doing it. I, I believe that things are going to get more difficult mm-hmm. for seniors, mm-hmm. which I am one of. I think uh, health care is going to be a problem. Sure. I, I think Medicare is going to be a problem. Mm-hmm. And, and I think we're going to live longer. It's just mm-hmm. the way, you know, we, we, we were talking, we we're listening to all these podcasts talking mm-hmm. about health. And, right. you know, don't eat anything. Yeah, we'll basically, just, if yeah. it's not on the edges of the supermarket where the produce and the meat are, don't eat it. Yeah, but if you do, there'll be medicine that'll keep you alive until you're probably 100. And I'm pretty yeah. sure I'm going to outlive my money. And so the idea is is to <laughs> have something, a, a general, uh, uh, make income. Mm-hmm. What's the word? What's the word am I talking about? General income. I mean, Gen- you're, you're going to be generating income. Generating. Yes. That's the word oh. I was thinking. Generating oh, like income. Guess. You're so smart, Well, Well, thank you. Uh, but uh, to do that, and so, and, and, and I can come and go. We got a, we got a, a property manager. Mm-hmm. We've got a, uh, a foreman, a guy that runs it and everything else right. like that. So, so it's going well. And uh, I mean, it's, it's a big step. Yeah. But, but. We, my wife and I also want to support our ministries. We, we, I do a bunch of different ministries. We mm-hmm. do this. It costs money. Yeah. And but I want to continue to reach people for Jesus. Mm. My wife wants to start a a, a Bible study where yeah. you know, and it's going to be intense. And so mm-hmm. we want to continue to do these things and not worry about well we can't do that because we don't have the twenty dollars mm. to do it. Mm-hmm. So I want to be a baller for Jesus. Baller for I want to be a baller for Jesus uh-huh. in the car wash. <laughs> Working at the car wash. And so uh so that's going on but um uh so we believe it's we believe it's it's okay. Mm-hmm. Uh we believe it's it's a good thing to do. Yeah. Uh, and and I have a partner and he's been doing it for 15 years so, so he, and he's he's really smart. You're in good hands yeah, as yeah. they say. I, I'm just as I'm I'm, I'm as goomba. <laughs> you're his little goon i'm the hired help yes i, I just happen to get uh paid good mm-hmm. uh, so um but we were talking about spiritually mm-hmm. i mean what's what's going on with you spiritually what what were you mm-hmm. we were talking a little bit about this sure beforehand. yeah the pregame we were talking about it well l- recently you know uh, i've said it ad nauseum at this point i use the phrase ad nauseum ad nauseum but i've been going through the the big transitional phase it's funny it's like this podcast, when I, I go back, I'll probably have like a recorded documentation of how the move went. <laughs> yes. Of this big transition in my life. And it will be forever on the internet. Right. So when I, I moved in um, October, oh, geez, yeah. it's already been like over a month, almost two months. Ah, oh, what's happening? What's going on? So we just, 
I just finished my room, which is funny because it was like my roommate and I, we both moved in. And so I would assume he's all business. He's going to get everything done. You know, he's still, he's still got cardboard boxes with his clothes and stuff. And my room's finished. But, you know, I had a lot of... Only child. <laughs> I had a lot of things <laughs> given to me from mom. So, yeah, I had some help. Yeah. But it was like lots of, hey, anybody have any office chairs? Like, I got an office chair. Here's some free stuff. And it was just a bunch of rinky-dink stuff thrown together. But I finished my room, and that's all been completed and sorted out. And with the transitional phase, because I'm, I'm a super task-oriented, organized person, I like to have a system. And I like to have certain amount of things that I do. And, you know, now that I've moved, it's like kicking up dust. And so I have to wait for the... It feels like I have to wait for the dust to settle to, like, get back into my groove. And... I feel like everybody my age wants to be like Joe Rogan. They want to have 80 things that they do in a day. Right. And they want to wake up at sunrise, go to and bed he at has sunset. Pe- but he has people too. Yeah. Oh, he has a lot of people. Because yeah. he, he is like a, he's a comedian. He's a podcaster. He's a bow hunter. He's a comedy club owner. He's a pool player, MMA commentator. Father. Father, father husband. Like, what are you doing? How do you have the time? Right. I know. To do all that. I know. Because everybody is like. That is the ideal because he does all these amazing things and he has no time for anything. He's all business. And so for somebody like me, the past couple of years, I've been realizing like, hey, I'm not wired for that. I will want to die after like a, a week of that. Life. Oh yeah, in your mind, you're like, on Monday, you're like, yes, this is going to be the right. week that I am yeah. going to crank it out. No. By Monday, four o'clock. I'm yeah, like... like I'm pretty sure tomorrow I should take it easy because yeah. I really overdid it today. Yes. <laughs> I don't like doing I like slowing down. So recently, God has been has been teaching me a lot about patience, about, hey, be patient with what I'm doing. Be patient with yourself. Okay. Because my, my whole thing is I'm, I'm very competitive and I'm like, I want to have... With yourself, too. I'm very competitive with myself because I see other people doing certain things. I'm like, well, I need to memorize the Bible yesterday and I need to have a Bible verse for every spiritual topic that somebody brings up and it's like well hey be patient with yourself because while it is good to be knowledgeable you you're not expected to be at the end of the road already like i know a couple of things yeah i'm pretty knowledgeable about a few things but i want to know everything right now and so when it comes to you know witnessing to somebody or having a spiritual conversation i want to have all of the tools in my belt immediately and it's like well i'm still in a development stage with all aspects of my life, more than just spiritually, you know, me and my roommate will will have long late night conversations out in our backyard, and we'll just kind of talk about this. And I, it keeps coming up like we're still in this developmental stage. You know, we both want to have like he's getting a, a potential job offer where he'll like sell private jets, and he'll he'll be a, a in sales making. Millions of dollars millions. and stuff. And so he's like, millions. I see this big, you know, it's like the, it's like the white whale off in the distance. I see it and I'm going to gun for it. And it's like, you might make it and that would be great. Right. But do you feel like you're ready for that now? Because I still feel like we're in a, a developmental stage. Yeah, yeah. And so we're both like, we got to be patient with ourselves because we're still developing. I'm 22. I know nothing. And in the meantime, sitting there with someone and they're they're being vulnerable with their dreams mm. as a as a brother in christ mm-hmm. i mean you want to encourage them right yes, yes. yet you want to you also want to say is 
uh, that's pushing <laughs> which they could probably do to you to say mm-hmm. when you want to be an author they're like right yeah i read your stuff well I, it's weird because i don't <laughs> yeah you'd think right everybody's like this idiot I, I don't get a lot of the the new version of that isn't like come on it's like oh that's cool huh. oh that's a nice thing yeah it's like a <laughs> keep doing your thing maybe you'll have your book published through amazon you'll self-publish and it'll be fun and we live in a world that is like neg- negativity is probably the mm-hmm. stronger than positivity positivity easily yeah like the i mean just the way that i feel and i don't want to put this on people but the way that the enemy will manipulate and make something that doesn't sound too harmful you really get into your head like when somebody goes Oh, that's really cool that you're doing that thing. <laughs> Good luck with that. Yeah, that's exactly. It's kind of what you feel like they're saying, yeah. but they're not actually saying. So the enemy will get in your head and kind of twist things, and make you doubt yourself and doubt the calling that God has clearly put on your mind. So you start to, you know, hinder yourself. Which is really funny because I'm I'm thinking while you're talking is mm. uh, from an older perspective and i'm gonna be 67 in january i'm like when did that happen when did <laughs> what, that happen what is going on and all the millions of people that are 67 that right. are listening uh-huh. uh, you'll you probably because you you do like mm-hmm. i'll walk down the street i'm walking you know in the morning and i'm doing my yeah. exercise and i'm like you know i feel really young i feel really healthy my mind's mm-hmm. right and then i'm like they're probably like oh he's such a sweet old man <laughs> walking down the street. anyway um when you're older, though, like with this car wash, people mm-hmm. are like, well, that's really interesting. I, I, I don't know if I would do that, right. but right. in their minds, they're like, well, you were a firefighter. Mm-hmm. You have like this this history yes. of successes. I was a firefighter. I've yeah. done really well in real estate over the years. Mm-hmm. Uh, my marriage, I've been married for 44 years. I have four kids that actually have conversations with me. <laughs> Um, That's good. That actually like me, um, like you, uh, yeah, love me, yeah, no, eh, we'll no. but <laughs> but I but you have this, and when you say something to people, when I say something to people, they're mm-hmm. like, uh, I don't think it's going to work, but mm-hmm. but the you, you you when you get older, you get like the benefit of the doubt. Yes, would that make sense? Yes, and so you know, then I smile and I think, mm-hmm. oh yeah, well, when I make it. Oh, watch this. Watch, <laughs> watch me. Not that I have to tell you. <laughs> All right, prove myself. But. Yeah, come on. Yeah, come on. Come on, man. it's me. It's it's Chris Meekins. Yes. It's I'm Chris capable Meekins. of all things. Right. So which goes to uh, what we were talking about beforehand mm-hmm. is, is when you muscle your way through mm. versus o- obeying your way through. Yes. I think that I'm being obedient. Mm-hmm. To what God's kind of calling us to do, right? And yeah. it happens to include a car wash. You're like, why does God care about a car wash? I, mm-hmm. I don't think He cares about the car wash. <laughs> yeah, I think He cares about me accomplishing what I want to do. Mm-hmm. So anyway, yeah. so it, there's a difference between muscling because because right. you're in the middle of I got to work this out mm-hmm. and prove that I'm who I say I am. Yes, versus me mm-hmm. learning that I have to move from that Mm -hmm. to learning how to be obedient to do the next right thing Mm -hmm. yeah i mean god absolutely values hard work i mean it's written all over you know the book of james you know where it says faith without works is dead so and then you look at the the apostles and the book of acts and they were running around all the time but 
I think what we He's like Peter. Yeah. We'll we'll call down fire. We'll, exactly. we'll kill them suckers. We will we'll go hard in the paint. We'll go hard in the paint. Yes. Yeah. And so for your glory, yeah. God. <laughs> for Lord's glory. Ah, fire. But you read all of these stories and you, you hear I mean, more than just the the acts that they were doing, it's just the way the story is written, it is it it captures all the highlights. It's like the book of Acts is almost like a highlight reel. And it kind of misses all of the, I mean, it's written in there. You just got to look for it. And it says, and then two years later, they left Smyrna and went to this place. And it's like, oh, they weren't going bang, 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 bang. It was like, no, they, they went to one place. And while, yes, it was hard work, what they were doing, and the traveling was certainly hard work. You know, boats and antiquity were not what cruise ships look like today. Right. When they were traveling, it was hard. But they slowed down. They certainly spent a lot of time. And obviously... You know, Jesus walked from place to place. Nowhere in the Old Testament or the, the New Testament does it say. And then Jesus ran as fast as he could to get to the next place because he was late. Right. Jesus walked everywhere. I got, I got stuff to do. I got places to I be. Got people. I got to go bow hunting <laughs> with Peter. Yeah. And the rest of the pot. Like, no, he I'm was. I'm going to go build into Peter's life. So we're going to go call down some light. Right. <laughs> Fire. <laughs> there was none of that. It was all very slow. And it's so, very relational. Yes, it's very relational. Boom, boom, hit the microphone. But that is, I think, what obedience looks like versus muscling your way. It, one of, I think one of the signs of muscling your way through things is you want to try to go. You want to go faster, faster, faster. Let's get things done because if it's my but way. But I do need to get up and go to work. Yeah, absolutely. Right. But if it's my way, it's going to be I want to get what I want next week versus God. God's plan is just be obedient and learn because the learning process is oftentimes slower than we want it to be. I'm having a thought. Uh-huh. And I'm going to interrupt you because you, know, you, you know I'll forget it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I just forgot it, damn it. Are you serious? Uh, no, I'm oh. joking. Uh, I had a friend years ago, and he was, and we were always talking. He was always, I mean, he was really successful. He was mm-hmm. a CPA. Uh, you know, everything was going well for him. He was mm-hmm. in good companies and he had a great work ethic, mm. but he was always looking around the next corner. And we would, he's like, why? I just got this job mm-hmm. two days ago yeah. and I'm looking for where I need to go next. Right. And, and my thing, you know, I was on the fire department. You get hired, you stay there for 25, yeah. 35 years and you, right. and you live happily ever after. Yeah, sure. There, That's the discussion. Maybe American you might dream. get promoted in there. Sure. But... Uh, but he was always looking around the, the next uh-huh. corner. Yeah. And so he was never, one, he was never content mm. yep. where he was because yep. where do I need to be yes. versus where am I supposed to be? Right, right. And and you could relate that to like being obedient. Okay, mm-hmm. God, you've called me in here. What do I do? What what is What do I do here? What well, do I do? Yeah. I, I one, represent the kingdom. First, easy enough. Right. Yeah. Two, I represent the fact that God made me the way I am. These are the skills I bring to the table. Yep. This is what I've, I've been made for. And I be the man that God created me to be, mm-hmm. or woman. See, we don't have one here. So <laughs> we have to refer to them. One day. Uh, one day. Well, we had Jamie. Well, we, that's right. We did have Jamie. Which yeah. she was amazing. She was the best. Uh, if you didn't hear the uh, two podcast. Ep- two episodes which, ago. Two episodes ago with Jamie Norton. Jamie Norton. Uh, doing uh, making peace and beyond it's just yeah it's worth it definitely it it motivated me to say almost mm. like the same thing it's yeah. like you know this stuff you've done it 10 times right why don't you have a small group 
of making peace in yeah, man. Yeah, and give back. And give back. So, okay, sorry. Sidebar. No, it's good. But those are the things that but, doing yes. the next right thing. Yes. So when you do the next right thing, um, and so we had this little discussion, why mm-hmm. do you do the next right thing? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, when you do the next, it's, you hear it a lot at Bayside. I don't know if they, they touch on it on uh, other churches as much, but it's like, if you don't know what to do, you do the next right thing. I was like, why? And there's a book on that. It's a great book. Oh, yeah. What is it? Do the next right thing. It's literally what it's called? That's what the name oh, of the well, book. Fair enough. Because we oftentimes, we get ahead of ourselves. In the Western culture, especially in the States here, we're very task-oriented. We're very work-ethic-oriented. I got to make more. I got to have higher status. And so oftentimes, it's like, well, we want to do it quicker. So I want to get ahead of myself. And we end up jumping the gun. And it's like, well... The walk of God is obeying God is what we're talking about. It's like, well, okay, duh. It's like, have you obeyed God recently? It's like, what has God called you to do? What does that mean? What does it mean? Yeah. Well, what was the last thing God called you to do? Even if it is take the first step, even if it is. Take out the garbage. Yeah, take out the garbage. Accept Christ as your savior. You know, clean the dishes. Our dishwasher doesn't work. Go in the next room and talk to your spouse. Yeah. Simple little things. Like, wow. Because we want... And that's going to lead to what? Yeah, right? You a think better marriage? No. <laughs> Who knew? It's never worked out like We that. want what's outside right now, but we have to take the first step to walk to the door to get outside. Okay. And we, we want to get ahead of ourselves. So when it's do the next right thing, you just focus on what has God called you to do, and then you do it. So, so on Saturday at my men's breakfast, uh-huh. um, we asked uh, Pastor Bernard... Uh, to come and speak and he mm-hmm. it was so good it oh, was yeah. so good if you uh if you ever want to meet a, a guy that's like walking in the spirit walking mm-hmm. in oh, integrity yeah. mm-hmm. i mean this guy is like awesome so he he ended up sharing because uh, what happens i think people go okay maybe i should write a book mm-hmm. or maybe i should start a podcast yeah. or maybe i should do this for God. Maybe I should work in a children's ministry. I hate kids, but I'm going to work in a children's <laughs> yeah. ministry because that's what you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And his thing was, no, do the next thing because you're, you believe because you're a friend of God. Yeah. You're doing it. You're so we're, we're moving, forget work world. We're mm-hmm. talking Christian world, Christian world. Yeah. You're doing it because you're a friend of God and mm-hmm. and uh, John fifteen he yeah. says uh, I no longer call you slaves but I call you friends. friends. Yep. And when you uh, are a friend, you do it. So the example was we mm-hmm. we talked about it. So great example. Will and I are considering ourselves to be friends. Friends. You can say it. We're friends. <laughs> <laughs> Disgusting. Friends. This guy's old and gross. <laughs> but. Uh, uh, which is really funny because mm-hmm. we are. We've gone out oh, yeah. to another friend of ours, another guy we know, mm-hmm. and uh, sat around for like two hours smoking cigars and yeah. just talking. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I come home and I tell my wife, I'm like, I don't know what that's all about. <laughs> I don't know why we're doing this. <laughs> I go, I'm old enough to be their grandfather. <laughs> yeah. But we have this great relationship. So yeah. either I'm, something's wrong with me. Well. Or something's wrong with you. Something's probably wrong. Or maybe God Everybody. has got a bigger purpose that's probably the actual option yes so anyway so so we consider ourselves friends sorry mm-hmm. about that it's good it's true <laughs> we consider ourselves friends uh-huh. and if will called me up and said hey i'd like for you uh 
I'm going to have a, a, a open house at my new place. Mm-hmm. And as my friend, would you come over and help me yeah. do it? I'm going to go over and I'm going to go early. Mm-hmm. And Joyce and I, you know, Joyce is strategic minded. She'll set, she'll set the table. She'll, yep. she'll make food. Cause you got two 22 year olds standing <laughs> there going, what do we do? Oh, oh what is yeah. This? I guess we should order that pizza, you yeah. know? Yeah. But we would go there and we'd go over and we'd, we'd represent you because we're your friend and mm-hmm. we want it good for you. And so friends, don't let friends drink. No, <laughs> true. <laughs> yeah. Drive, uh, right? But but we would go over there because we we're our friends, and we would do mm-hmm. it because we're friends. Yes, and that's what uh, the Bible's talking about, mm-hmm. and Jesus is talking about. When you do a ministry, we're doing it because we're friends with you now, and we want yes. you to, we want it to be successful. Yes, and that's so a very good analogy. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, that's good because when you're friends with somebody, you do it not because you feel obligated. You do it because it's out of the kindness of your heart because you genuinely desire to because you like that person so much for what they've done for you that you feel this genuine desire to help them. So if you're a friend of Christ, you do it not because it's like, well, I got to serve in kids ministry even though I hate serving with kids. It's like, well, no, I genuinely want to do this and he's a friend of mine, so I'm going to do it. And it doesn't become a burden. And so, so the whole obey thing. When mm-hmm. I'm, I think that I'm supposed to do this. Mm-hmm. I'm supposed to spend time with my spouse or my yeah. roommate or whatever. Right. I'm doing it as a friend mm-hmm. versus out of obligation. Yes. And there's freedom in that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Because then you get to obey, but it isn't. Again, like I'm trying to muscle my way. Yes. And so the big takeaway for me this weekend is quit trying to muscle your way through this mm, mm-hmm. and just be obedient because this is what you like. Yeah. You genuinely desire doing this. Yeah. And you don't have to, it doesn't feel like work sometimes when you're doing something and you genuinely, genuinely enjoy it. Like when I was serving in, in youth and it was like getting crazy and the kids started screaming and throwing things around and it was just fun. It was like, I love doing this. This is great because sometimes when you're there, it just feels like you're having fun. You're just going to hang out with friends. Yeah. And then you're, you're not the only 22-year-old. You're walking alongside there. Yeah, because you're yeah. with other leaders who are also having fun, and you're all working together as a team, and you're putting on this big service for all the kids and all the glory to God and all that good stuff. But it, it's, it's fun. A lot of the times when you're serving – it's fun. And, and you, you think develop, it's backwards. you develop friendships. Yes. Because uh, one of the things we learned years ago, you, people are like, oh, I don't have any friends. Well, yeah. show up and volunteer. And and it's really the people you're walking alongside. It's just like, yeah. like at the fire station. Of all those people that were there, mm-hmm. I probably would have never picked one of them. To be my <laughs> exactly, yeah. But yeah. then but then it's like, well, we're doing life together. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden you know about them, you know mm-hmm. about their kids. Mm-hmm. And so when you're walking alongside yep. with people, this should be like point three or something like that. On right. Our, on our yeah. <laughs> we'll organize later. Yeah, we'll organize it later. Yeah. Figure it out. But it's it's uh it's like it's when you're walking alongside by when you're being obedient to mm-hmm. show up, yep. when you're being obedient to do that, all of a sudden there's like God makes this orchestrates this friendship. Yeah. We, 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 uh, when we first came here, we didn't know anybody uh-huh. and we went and helped set up for the Christmas display or, uh-huh. you know, cause Bayside, if you want to go there on Christmas, oh yes, it's over the top. Oh yeah. So we helped and someone else was there that was kind of new. 
Mm-hmm. We ended up, they invited us to their small group. There you go. And we've been in that small group for like three years now. Oh, still? And it's, we've got like probably 20 deep relationships. Wow, nice. Because we showed up yeah. to do some Christmas ornaments. Was, right. it, was <laughs> it out of obligation? Or was it out of being obedient to doing right. what I think God wants us to do yeah. and help people? Yeah, absolutely. And that's where you find, I mean, if, if you're in a place where you don't know a whole lot of people and you want to make more friends, I think one of the best places to start is a church small group. You will make the best friends there. You'll make the closest friends. Like I was at the gym, even after you break up the small group or you go separate ways or something like that, you still hold on to those relationships and you still keep in touch. I was at the gym the other day and just out of nowhere, I ran into uh, Alex, who was the youth director at the, what was it? Not Bayshore Gardens, the Dream Center. And so he was just at the gym. And I, I, when I'm at the gym, I'm so zoned in. I pay attention to nothing around Yeah, me. look at his arms, man. Yeah, He's huge. No, but <laughs> I was just like, I was just walking right, right by him. He was directly next to me and I never noticed. And he just goes, Will? And I turn and I look, I'm like, Oh, hey, Alex. And so we just started talking, and then we got each other's phone numbers exchanged, and then we're going to go hit a workout. But it was like I I remember him from church. We've had such a long relationship, and it wasn't like we're best friends or anything, right. but we know him, and he's an awesome guy, and I like hanging around him. So it's like, let's work out. And he's my age, so it's, it's just – and it felt natural. It wasn't like a – can we, like, go do something? It's like, no, because we're friends – I genuinely want to do this. It's out of the kindness of my heart. It's like, let's go hang let's, out. Yeah, let's do something. Because it's not an obligation. It doesn't feel like I'm clocking in or I'm, I'm punching in and punching out to go hang out with certain people or serve at certain places. It feels like, oh, I get to do this. And I really look forward to it. So, so switching a little bit, but asking a mm-hmm. long thing. Pastor Randy talked on, on Sunday about the second church in Revelations. Yeah. I forget what yeah, it yeah. was. It was one of them, but the one who was talking about the about the Jezebel. Yes, the you Jezebel let the Jezebel spirit. in. Uh oh, and uh, and so a lot of times, what stops us from doing what we think we're supposed to be doing mm-hmm. is a, a Jezebel spirit in our life. And mm-hmm. For for new Christians or people that aren't Christians or people that just don't understand that terminology, mm-hmm. what what. What would what do I mean by Jezebel spirit? So it can be uh, a spirit, you or uh, it can work through people. It can work through groups of people, like like mob mentality. It's like the spirit of temptation. So whether it be like a a sexual temptation or a temptation to power, the Jezebel spirit is often looked at as a force of 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 want of greed of lust almost distraction distraction and and when people hear lust they think sexual and a lot of the times it is but it's more than just that it's just it is the lust for power for distraction to take you away from god and to just get you caught up in the things of the world lust of making money from a car wash maybe Uh oh hello Uh oh it's it pulls you away from god's desire (laughs) right turns your desire towards the things of the world you get caught up in it It, or it just it's a distraction from from where you're going and you're like eh, i don't know if they're gonna my my mother-in-law god rest her soul Mm -hmm. am i allowed to say that yeah okay she's she's not with us anymore okay 
so I can talk about she died. her. Yeah, I think you can talk about her. <laughs> but she smoked. She certainly won't comment on this all the time. Uh-huh. And she got involved in a church. You know, she became a Christian. She uh-huh. got involved in a church, but then she stopped going because she smoked. And mm. she was like, I, "I feel uncomfortable because I'm okay. going to smoke." And honestly, she said, uh-huh. "She goes, I'm going to quit smoking because I just don't think that I should anymore, and I mm. want to be around people that don't smoke." Yeah. Well, it didn't work out. She still smoked, and she quit going to. All this, and she ended up finding herself in isolation okay. because she chose smoking uh-huh. over people. Huh. And it's and you, you think, well, that's stupid. Duh, come on. But dude, it's, what are you doing? But it's real. Yeah, those things happen. People go, well, I, they don't like me because I smoke. Mm-hmm. Uh, smoking's not going to get you into hell or into heaven or keep you out of heaven. It right. just might get you there faster. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Yes. But, but smoking is not, you know, it's it's... It's not going to keep you out of heaven. Right, yeah. It's not the end of the world. It might just be the end of this world for you But a the line was she would rather smoke. She didn't want to give up smoking, so she yeah. had to give up her Christian world. Mm-hmm. And she'd yeah. just go to a church on Sunday, and that was it. Yeah. And so <clears throat> I think a lot of times people get caught up in that, mm-hmm. thinking it's a distraction yes. from growth. Yes. Yeah, that's a good way to describe it, distraction from growth. And so this... This Jezebel spirit, what was it specifically in the, the message that you wanted to touch on? Well, well, what he was talking about is he, he was saying that um, they, they allowed this Jezebel spirit into their world. Mm-hmm. And it talks, Jezebel goes back in the Old Testament. Yeah. But what's keeping you from, from becoming all the, that God's called you to be? Mm-hmm. Okay? Yeah. And so I come out of church. The reason why I spoke so much to me. I got this friend. Mm-hmm. I'm, if he's listening to this, you're not my friend anymore after you said this. But anyway, <laughs> uh, he said, he said, I know what your Jezebel spirit is. I'm like, mm-hmm. what the hell are you talking what? about? Excuse <laughs> me? You can't say that. What? He goes, because I was telling him, I'm, I'm struggling with this sugar diabetes. Mm-hmm. So because I'm such a muscle my way through things, right. I quit taking the, the metformin. Okay. Because... I'm going to be disciplined and right. not eat. Sure. I'm going to exercise. Yeah. I'm going to lose weight, which mm-hmm. all I'm going to do. Well, the other day I tested my sugar was like 410, uh, or something like that, which is like it's supposed to be at like 90. Yeah. So it's like a, like kind of a problem. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a problem. <laughs> so, so, but I, but I, I want to muscle that way through. Uh-huh. And in the meantime, my whole life is God's like you need to just obey your way through it. Yes. And what it yes. is is like. Don't eat sugar, right? Duh. <laughs> and take this metformin. Yes, and you'll be fine. Uh-huh. But I'm like, no, I like sugar. So no, much. I like sugar, and I the pharma, big pharma, <laughs> screw them. Big pharma's gonna kill us. <laughs> they're trying to kill. They're gonna get it's a, us. It's a true statement. They're gonna get us. And 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 so he he says he goes, it's your sugar. Mm-hmm. You just need to give up sugar. And I'm like. Well, you, I can't say what was in my mind. Even me, I can't say the words. <laughs> yeah. But it, but it made me walk away, going, "What's keeping me from, from being mm-hmm. everything that God wants me to be?" Yes. And the older you get, your health starts changing, and you have to mm-hmm. change, do the next right thing. Yeah. In order for you to have health, especially with the what's going on in the world. Mm-hmm. We were talking beforehand. Mm-hmm. Will and I listen to a lot of podcasts yeah. about health. Yes. And what's your 
conclusion about health? Well, I think we're all going to die. <laughs> I think we're all slowly killing ourselves. Well, heck, seed oils. And if you don't know what those are, it's like okay. <laughs> canola oil, soybean oil, sunflower seed oil, palm oil. They're in everything that you eat almost. It's, if it's processed, if it's, if it's in the center of the grocery store, it's got seed oils in it which were initially created in, I think, the Second World War as an industrial lubricant for machine parts. And they were like, well, it's made out of plants, so it's probably still edible, but it's like, well, no. There's no more of the plant in there anymore by the time it gets to the shelf. It's been so destroyed and processed that it is no longer a natural thing and you're eating it and you're dying. I've talked on, man, we are getting off, but... Yeah. um, (laughs) But... (laughs) I, I I constantly talk about my uh, psoriasis that I had. It was horrible. Oh, okay, I couldn't pick yeah. up a thing. And when I quit eating high fructose corn syrup, which nobody oh, told really? me, it went away. Huh. And when I drink high fructose corn syrup, it comes back. Go figure. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So but I but I sure like those Arnold Palmers. Oh, those are nice. They're so good. Yeah. But anyway, um, the health. <laughs> Jezebel spirit health, but was a part of you, message. Um, <laughs> we went a little too go far. Ahead, go ahead. <laughs> no, yeah, but I think that the 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 Jezebel spirit, <laughs> the, 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 the Jezebel spirit, I think is uh, something that a lot of people struggle with, and they might not know what it is because it's it's labeling a problem, it's putting a name to a face, and it's identifying the thing that. We all struggle with it's temptation, it's distraction that pulls us away, something that wants to put its hands in power, and it can work through people, it can work through forces, it can it can even be something that somebody is doing unintentionally. It's not like somebody's like, I'm going to utilize my Jezebel spirit to manipulate you. Like a lot of a lot of people aren't saying that. No, it's really more of a inner. Yes, it's a it's a spiritual battle type thing, right. and everybody deals with it, and. To this message, when it comes to distraction, I think what part of the behind more than just Jezebel spirit, just the the air of distraction is we're called to obey God, and a lot of the times that looks like walking slowly, being patient with ourselves, whereas the distraction would say to be busy. Like I believe that the the hustle culture, the the grind set culture is not of God. It is, it is a distraction and it's pulling us away from God's design because we weren't really called to do 80 things in a day. Right. Or even watching TV all day. It's right. It's yeah. a distraction. Gluttony or whatever that is. It's, I think it's pulling us away from God's design, which was to do good works and then rest right. successfully. Like I always talk about successful rest. Like for me, rest isn't, I'm going to sleep in until two and then watch tv all day and then just go to bed i would rather die than do that that just sounds awful for me a successful rest day is like i have the day off from work i'm gonna wake up at a reasonable hour and then i'm gonna eat breakfast you know i'm gonna have a slow morning then i'll go work out then i'll do some writing or something and then i'll finish the day reading a book or i'll hang out with friends and that's fine. Right. But I did things. And it right. wasn't just like, I'm going to sit around and be a glutton all day. Because me, I, I'm, I'm the type that like can't sit still. But I've been learning recently with like the patience and in this season of my life of like how to actually sit still and how to actually rest. Because, you know, the Sabbath is kind of important and stuff. 
And so I think that's a thing that we all miss is knowing how to rest because we all want to work seven days a week and grind and make more money because that's the the young hustler mindset that wants to be a millionaire And that's what the world says is successful. Yeah. I remember what I was going to say. It had to do with vitamin C. Oh, okay. Those packets Mm -hmm. are actually the main ingredient in all that is high fructose corn syrup. Really? Yeah. Ugh. So I was like so distracted. So that can't win. You can't win for you anything. Just can't win. So, so let's let's pull this together. <laughs> we, can. <laughs> we can figure it out. Um, we live in a world that that expects everybody to be a hustler. Yeah. Everybody to be a baller. Right. Everybody wants to be you know whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's there's distractions. Yeah. Whether they're good, bad, or indifferent, right. there's distractions that happen, and and sometimes it's a it's just it's not a healthy mm-hmm. thing. Absolutely. And but when we learn how to push those things out and know mm-hmm. and do the next right thing, we believe that I believe and you believe and yeah. I think our church believes that that God will give you a new instruction. Yes. And then when you do that instruction, it is mm-hmm. not like here's the instruction and here's the result right it's like here's the instruction obey it obey it and when we do that Mm -hmm. we have a power and authority yeah that god the holy spirit Mm -hmm. and when we do it because we're friends with god yes we do it because it's like well, I think God wants me to, I, I think, I, and people hate when I say, I think God wants me to go out and talk at the pool. Well, how yeah. do you know it's God? I'm like, well, because I think I should go out in the pool right now. And I have this strong <laughs> idea that there's the, the neighbor there and I'm just going right. to go hang out with there him. You go. All that to say is that when I obey, mm-hmm. when I do it because I'm a friend of God and I do pretty much everything because I'm a friend of God, yeah. God then can use me in ways that to reach the world mm-hmm. in a way. And and I want to say this: people think, yeah. well, then no. so I have to sit down and present the gospel. It, it it is not your responsibility to get people to accept Christ. It's your mm-hmm. responsibility to represent Christ. Yeah, that's good. And the Holy Spirit does the work. Absolutely, makes it a lot easier when you have that. And when you meet you. people that are spirit filled, you're like, yes. I want to be like them. Yes, I I like I have this one friend. I I don't know. Uh, she's she's just a great person, mm-hmm. and um, and I lost contact with her for the last forty five years. But mm-hmm. all of a sudden, I see her on Facebook, and something. I'm oh, like, wow. you. She was, always had a really really good spirit. Her name's mm-hmm. Carol, if she's listening, and and she she just has this spirit of love and generosity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That I'm like, man, I would love I want that to be her friend again. Yes, but. She lives in Ohio, and I live in oh, Cleveland. Well. And, you know, uh, uh, so that being said, is that our job is to get up in the morning, mm-hmm. have a quiet time, yeah, do the next right thing, do the next right thing, and and be a good representative. And when those things are coming, we say, "God, I need your power to do it because yes. I can't do it on myself." Yeah, I mean, absolutely. That's I mean, that's what we're called to do. Is it's like Adam and Eve. We just rest in His presence and. He he does the providing. We just have to accept it and obey it. Yeah, our job is to be in relationship with God. Right. This is just like, yeah. This okay, is, this how is do whatever. I, how do I hunt some food to eat? Okay, yeah. I'm just living life. Yeah. But this is what if you're a Christian and yeah. you, having this relationship, that's all God wants with you. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait a minute. All He wants. 
we're good friends and you need someone to help on Saturday morning? Yeah. Okay, I'll okay, do it. Sure. I, I, I'll be there early. Might as well. I'll stay late. Yeah. Because I'm your friend. Absolutely. And I'm your friend. Amen. How do we get here? <laughs> we, we talked about it for a couple minutes. I think that's how we got here. That's how it always goes. It's just we, well, we'll figure it out. Once Anything we you want to tie this up with? Well, I, I think you really, that, that little summary that you did at the end was very good. Ditto. Considering I couldn't remember one story. Yeah. I <laughs> you couldn't remember vitamin C packets. Yeah. You forgot about all but, that, uh, but we tied it together well. It was good. I like this. Uh, Thanksgiving's tomorrow. What are you doing? That's, t- that's tomorrow. Tomorrow. Oh, my gosh. Survivor's tonight. Oh, geez. I got to be at work t- tomorrow early. What are you serving? T- you're serving Thanksgiving dinner? I'm serving Thanksgiving breakfast and lunch. Get out. Yeah. That's the thing. At, at Lakewood Ranch, people want Thanksgiving breakfast and lunch, so I'm serving it for them. They got to be some huge tips. That's the idea. Plus, it's it's overtime and double time. So, hopefully, I'm raking in the cash because I'm going on vacation here soon. Where are you going? It's, it'll be just an extended vacation over, over a weekend. So you're going to Bradenton. <laughs> I'm going 30 minutes north. <laughs> no, it's it's in Georgia. Some buddies that moved. It'll be good. All right. Yeah. And um, okay, I was going to ask something, but it's it's not appropriate. <laughs> we'll ask off camera. We'll see you next week. See you next week. <laughs>